to the book of Luke, the book of Luke, uh, chapter number four. And I'm real excited about what I'm going to share with you today. Uh, you have may, uh, may have heard me make this statement, I haven't made it a lot, but that I personally had made a decision that I'm going to get a greater revelation about the favor of God. And uh, I'm true to my decision. Uh, I am increasing in my understanding about the favor of God. And, uh, and I want to share some of the things that I'm learning with you. Amen. Um, but I'm also kind of using you as an opportunity. Forgive me. Because anytime you want more understanding, revelation on a certain subject, and you're a minister, preach on it. Teach on it. Because while you're studying, even while you're up, Uh, Praise God, the Holy Spirit will enlighten us and he'll cause me to say things I wouldn't plan on saying and it will, just from my perspective, it'll be added revelation to us on the subject at hand. For instance, the prophet on our connection book, that came as a revelation from the Holy Ghost. I didn't get it in my office studying. I didn't get it in my home office praying. I got that revelation while I was ministering that offering for Dr. Jacobs. Uh, over those over those two years, 2017, 2018. So uh, in a moment, we're going to pray and believe God together, amen, for revelation about the favor of God to be given to all of us. <laughs> amen. And uh, praise God, I believe you'll see why that's an important thing and an important goal. Praise God. Everybody get one? All right. Praise God. Pastor did a good job. All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today and we thank you for all of the avenues and the facets, uh, the different ways that you have uh, set up in your word to bless your people. God, we are looking to you. I ask you to give unto me and to give unto all that are listening today uh, the spirit of wisdom and revelation concerning the favor of God. Father, enlighten our hearts. Uh, Reveal not only to our minds, but again to our hearts, our spirits, Uh, about this subject so that we can walk in it to the fullest degree and that nothing that you have provided would go ignored, neglected, or we fail to walk in it or appropriate it. Father, I thank you for what is to come. God, for what's aching and yearning in your heart today that you want to do for your people and for this church in this last day hour. And God, we thank you the favor of God's got a part in that coming to pass. And so we thank you for utterance for me. And we thank you for a listening and comprehending ear for all that are here with us today and those watching uh, on the computer wherever they are. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Are you ready? And so, um, praise God. Uh, I'll, I'll stick to the handout kind of as a guide, but you know how I am, right? Praise God. I'm, I'm looking for and listening to the Holy Ghost best I can. In Luke chapter 4... Uh, we have this wonderful scripture where Jesus was in his own hometown synagogue there in Nazareth where he had grown up as a boy. And uh, so this was his home church, if you will. And he's there that day and and he had the opportunity to stand up and read the daily text. I understand even today, Orthodox Jews, they have a daily reading uh, from the Old Testament. And uh, it just so happened that on this day, this text from Isaiah happened to be the scripture reading for that day. And uh, so you can read in verse 17. I have my amplified uh, translation with me, so it's going to read a little bit different. If you don't have an amplified translation, you may want to follow up on the screen. 
I'm actually going to back up to verse 16. Follow along with me. It says, So he, Jesus, came to Nazareth, uh, that Nazareth where he had been brought up. And he entered into the synagogue and was as his custom on the Sabbath day, he stood up to read. And there was handed to him the roll of the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened or unrolled. See, they had scrolls back then, not bound books. And the book uh, of Isaiah and found the place where it was written. Now notice this verse. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. You know, I tell you what, this is not my sermon, but if, if that described you, that the gospel's good news, if your heart was crushed, if your health was crushed, if your finances were crushed, come on, if you're downtrodden, if your life's been broken down by, for any reason, Jesus wants to put you back together. He wants to build you back up. Come on, He wants to resurrect your life, resurrect your health, resurrect your dreams, do great and mighty things for you. Because He loves you. Amen. Verse 19 goes on and says that this anointing came on Jesus. The Spirit of God came upon Him. He's describing all the different things He is anointed to do, right? Well, notice this last thing that Jesus is anointed to do. To proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. Then the Amplified defines that for us so we'll understand. The day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. <laughs> Come on. So thank God for all the other ways that Jesus is anointed. What He's anointed to do for the poor. What He's anointed to do for the sick. What He's anointed to do for the brokenhearted. But Jesus is anointed. Come on, from that day. From that day that the Spirit of God came on Him in the River Jordan. The Holy Ghost came upon him in the form of a dove and lighted upon him, mean, meaning he didn't leave. He just, the presence of God remained on Jesus. And Jesus is anointed to proclaim a year. Now, uh, he's referring back to the Old Testament, of course, where they had every 50th year was a jubilee year. It was a year in which if you were a slave, you were set free. That if you'd lost through financial mistakes or whatever, you lost lands, you lost houses, you had that land, you had those homes restored to you. If you had debts, they were wiped out. They were just canceled. And it was called the year of Jubilee. It also had another name that it was referred to called the acceptable year of the Lord. Well, we're not looking for a certain year or a 50th year anymore. Jesus, once the anointing and once he went to Calvary, suffered in our place, we are living the year of the Lord uh, now is an entire age that we're living in Amen. called the acceptable time, the day of salvation. Listen, it's here. It's not 2021 or 2027 or 2050. Come on. We are living right now in the acceptable time of the Lord. We are living right now in the day, praise God, when the salvation and the free favors of God. Everyone say that out loud. The free favors of God. What does God want them to do? Come on, profusely abound. Profusely abound. Think about those two words even put together. 
profusely abound. Those are two really big words. In other words, God doesn't want our lives to have a little sprinkling of God's favor. But He wants the free favors of God to profusely abound in your life. You don't want, he doesn't want you to have a season where you experience the free favors of God. Come on, this is going to have to be, for this to come to pass, you're going to have to, to me, I'm going to accept it this way. Every day of my life, I ought to experience the favor of God in some form or some fashion. And so should you. Now listen, okay, if you think that most of the time Pastor Chris is kind of a hard teacher, kind of a strong... Listen, this is, one, this is, co- this is the cotton candy message today. This is the feel-good message today, yeah. right? This is the shout message. So don't miss your opportunity to shout. Don't miss your opportunity to feel good. And it's not a schmooze thing. It's all true. Praise God. God wants... The free favors of God to profusely abound in your life, in your family. Come on, all across the body of Christ. And Jesus, this is so important that of all of the things Jesus listed here, He is anointed to tell us this. He is anointed to proclaim this, and even more so, He is anointed to bring this to pass in your life and in my life. Now, I've walked in the favor of God to some degree, but I I just became aware uh, about a month and a half ago or so that I'm not walking in this to the full degree. I'm not not thinking about this like I need to be thinking about it. I haven't been really thinking about it at all. Amen. Amen. And I don't know, I just got stirred up. And I made a decision. I'm going to get a a greater understanding and revelation of what the favor of God is, and I'm going to walk in it to a greater degree. Amen. Because listen, I'm facing some things. I got some good opportunities for the favor of God to show up in my life. Amen. And I'm expecting the favor of God to, and you know, anything God stirs up pastor about me about, I, I always, I'm always thinking about you because we're connected together. And if God is stirring me up because he wants his free favors to increase and abound in my life. He knows I've got you by the hand, praise God. And we're going to go into greater favor, greater blessing together. Amen. How about it? Glory to God. Now we're talking about major, major things. We're not talking about small things. Now I'll take all the small things. But listen, it didn't matter how in debt they were. If they were in debt come the year of Jubilee, it's gone. It's expunged off their record. They don't owe it anymore. No more creditors. No more letters in the mail. You know, if their children were conscripted, you know, today they might take your house, they might take your car or whatever. Uh, But back then they'd take your children. If you owed money, they would take your children and put them to work until that debt was paid off. That's what in Kings, the woman from Zarephath, that's what she was upset about. She came to the prophet, her husband had died. And uh, back then, uh, he was the primary source of income for the family. Now he's gone. And she told the prophet, now the creditors are come. The creditors have come to take my two boys and to put them in slavery until that debt's paid. 
Come on, listen. The free favor of God showed up in a miracle. She had one little cruise of oil. That's all she had in her house. Of course, the pro- you know the story, right? The prophet said, go and borrow vessels. Borrow not a few. Go get every vessel in town. Get in your house. Shut the door and pour out. And that oil just kept pouring and 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 pouring until it filled up every vessel. There was not another foam cup for them to put oil in. And when there was no more capacity, the oil stayed. And you know what the prophet said? Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live on the rest. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. She went from rags, she went from crisis, she went from desperation to major prosperity set for life in a single day because of the free favor of God. Woo! Hallelujah. (laughs) Go over with me to Job 22. Can anything good come from Job? A whole lot came from good from Job. Job 22. Job 22. Praise the Lord. So the title of my message this morning, uh, you'll have to disregard. I changed it since the title. I just called it the favor of God there. And I'm calling this message, Do Yourself a Favor. (laughs) Come on, you need to do yourself a favor. What is that, Pastor? Get a revelation of God's favor. You'll do yourself a great big favor. Praise God. Amen. uh, Not Deuteronomy. Job 22 and verse number 28. Such an important verse. And uh, if you don't have this one, mark it. But in the Amplified especially, I like it. And so it says, You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. What will be established? The thing you decree. The thing you decide and the thing you say. So for instance, I decided I'm going to get a greater revelation of the favor of God. I'm decreeing that. And I've already begun to see different things. Praise God. (laughs) I hired a landscaper uh, because I've just been stretched and God's been dealing with me. He said, son, believe me, let go of stuff you need that's robbing you of your time, your energy. And trust me to pay for it, even though you're in a stretch season. Just trust. So I did. I hired a landscaper to put out mulch at a property I have to sell. I said, I'm just going to trust you to bring in the money for the labor and the material. Praise God. And so they came out and they did the labor and they did the material. And I said, well, send me the bill. And, he, and they said, okay, I'll send you the bill. And I got a text from that same person this morning said, I don't want a bill. I just did this for you to bless you. Praise God. Come on. That's the favor of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it says, you shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. Woo! That means, you know, when you leave here, you've got a way. You're going to leave me and go. Some of you are going to go back to Illinois. Some of you are going to go back to the south side. Some of you are going to go back to Carlisle County. You're going to go on your way. And you got your way that you go, right? God wants you to be deciding some things about your way. Decreeing some things about your way. And to believe and expect that the favor of God is going to shine 
on your way. As you're doing business, as you're at work, come on, as you're going about your daily routine, God wants His favor to light up your way. That means, that tells me that the favor of God is supposed to show up everywhere I go, everywhere I am, whatever I'm involved with that day, the favor of God is available to me. It's going to shine on my way. Praise God. Praise God. Do you believe it with me? Amen. Praise God. So, uh... There's a minister, uh, you may have heard about his name. His name's Jerry Seville, Reverend Jerry Seville. Uh, he's been ministering, uh, well, he's got a headquarters in Texas, and, and, you know, he's been made known, his ministry's been made known, primarily because of his connection with Brother Copeland. And, but I've met uh, Brother Seville uh, on several occasions. He came to Church of the Harvest and got to shake his hand and meet him. I don't think he would know me today. Praying about asking him to come, but anyway... Um, But God told him, he said, in 1969, just two months old in the Lord, he said, uh, there's going to be a day in the future where you are going to be known in the body of Christ uh, for the favor of God that is on your life. And he said, never stop, God's mandate on his ministry was said, never stop teaching my people about the favor of God. For it's the answer to the ills my people face today. But then he made this statement, and this is why I brought him up. Uh, He said that God told him, I think going into this year, I could be wrong about that, but it's recent. He said that God told him that the church, the body of Christ, has entered into a season of unprecedented favor. And I, I, that bore, that has, since I heard him say that, that has borne witness with me. The church has entered into a season of unprecedented favor. In other words, God is chomping at the bit to favor His people in these last days. And it's important because it's going to be a part of accomplishing God's plan. You know, favor will accelerate things. Favor will open doors that have been shut. Favor is going to bring us into our lands, our houses, our buildings, the stuff that we need that belong to us for our enjoyment, for our, for just for our covenant, but also that we can fund in a greater way the work of God in these last days. It's going to take the favor of God. Amen. Because the body of Christ, we have lands that we need, buildings that we need, equipment that we need. Come on. All kind, and the favor of God is going to have a part in bringing us into what God has for us in these last days. So, uh, praise God. I wanted to quote what he said that God told him because I want us to have that in our thinking. Amen. This is on the mind and heart of God, and we want to cooperate with God. I want to cooperate with God. You know, I want to be on the cutting edge of what God's thinking. Amen. Praise God. So, what is favor? Let's take a moment on the handout. Let's just review a few things here. What is favor? Well, if you just look at it from a secular point of view, from a uh, a non-spiritual, just looking it up in the dictionary, uh, the word favor means to have approving consideration or attention. Could be from an employer. 
be from an authority, a school teacher, an influencer, someone that is in, could be in a position to aid you, help you, promote you, get you where you need to be. Amen? And so favor is approving consideration or attention. So, you know, if one sibling accuses mom or dad of favoring the, brother, the other brother or sister, what, what are they saying? You're giving them more approval, more positive consideration and attention than you are me. Right? So that's what that favor would mean. Number two, it means to have friendly regard towards another, especially by a superior. So someone that's in a superior position, a place of influence, a place of authority, is going to show you friendly regard. You'll hear things like, you know, I don't know why, but I like you. You'll hear that in, I just believe you're going to hear that in job interviews. You know, I don't even, I don't even know why you're not even qualified this, for this, but I like you. See, it's going to be favor. Favor showing up. Praise God. Dr. Vines, uh, in his dictionary of New Testament words, I like what he said about favor. He said, favor represents the position one enjoys before a superior who is favorably disposed toward them. So in other words, I, for whatever reason, I have a position where they just like me. They're just predisposed to do me good. Well, who are we talking about here? We're not talking about a king. We're not talking about a governor. We're not talking about a rich man in town. We're talking about Jehovah. We're talking about the creator God, the God who owns the earth and the cattle on a thousand hills, the one who said the glory is mine and the gold is mine. He has put us in a favorable position as it relates to Him. He is predisposed to favor us. Amen. <laughs> Ooh, praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, what is the favor of God then? The favor of God is, number one, God granting me His goodwill and kindness. Now listen, here's, here's something that we need to get into a little bit. And that is, listen, we, we all know we don't deserve His favor. We don't, we don't deserve it. But God has decided, hey, He's God. Is that right? He has decided to, decided to bestow upon all of us. Goodwill. His favor. He's decided to delight in us. Even though we've blown it. Even though we don't deserve it. He has decided to wink on us. He has decided to love us. And to show us His goodwill. You know, we see this in, in one area with the birth of Jesus. And in the birth of Jesus, you remember the angels showed up. And there was a heavenly choir and they sang a song, right? And they talked about goodwill toward men. That the coming of Jesus meant goodwill toward men. His first coming. He came not to harm. He didn't come to condemn. He didn't come to judge he came to bless. He came to redeem. He came to give a second chance. He came to demonstrate God's goodwill and His kindness towards humanity. Praise God. So the favor of God is God showing His goodwill and His kindness to us. 
Amen. Number two is the favor of God is God bestowing His love on me as a token of His regard for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So God has bestowed His love on us. And as Dr. Summerall said, love does something. Love does something. God doesn't just say, hey, honey, I love you, and then leave you in whatever condition He finds you. He fights for us. He works for us. He acts on our behalf. He defends us when we don't deserve defending. He shows us mercy when we don't deserve His mercy. I remember, uh, well, I, I just call it the favor of God, call it the mercy of God for sure, uh, times that I got pulled over. And while the officer was getting out, you just making him real comfortable, put my hands up there. You know, I just learned some things. Amen. Don't make him comfortable. And when he came, I said, yes, sir. I didn't have any attitude, which pulled me over for. I knew what he pulled me over for. And I handed him whatever. And I said, yes, sir. And I did it. And I would just throw myself on you. And I don't know how many times I've skated. How many times they, they, they did me a favor? Praise God. I remember my brother Ben. Uh, praise God, you know. Thank God. God's done miracles in the Cody boys' lives, I just tell you what. But uh, in his uh, early, early college days, right out of high school, uh, he, he was playing scholarship football for a, uh, a Division IIA school. And I kind of got in with the wrong crowd and got bored one night. I tell you what, getting bored is dangerous, kids. Amen. Parents, give your kids something constructive to do. You get in trouble when you get too bored. And so they decided they weren't going to go out and steal airport beacon lights. I don't know why they were going to go souvenir some airport beacon lights. And in one night of fun, he racked up 25 years worth of felony counts. And the prosecutor was intent on getting all of it. My brother stood there before the judge, dad and my brother uh, and myself and a lot of other people praying for Ben. Praying what? He deserved it. Mercy, mercy Lord. Mercy. God grant mercy. Grant favor in the eyes of the judge. And he, he the judge, not the prosecutor, the judge in that court hearing wiped all of it out. Put him on probation. Three years clean and no record. Expun I mean, could have wrecked his whole life. One stupid night. And I know, I know there's good judges out there and things like that. Things happen. But I just, man, thank God for the mercy of God. Thank God for the favor of God. But I tell you what, we're all really guilty before the eyes of the great judge. And he sent Jesus. See, that's God's favor. God has bestowed his love on us. Stop magnifying all the reasons why you think God shouldn't. Stop doing that. Stop magnifying all the different reasons why God shouldn't bless you, shouldn't love you, shouldn't favor you. He just does. It's a new day, right? Like my wife was talking about Wednesday. It's a new day. Forget the past. God has forgotten your past. He has redeemed your present, crafted a great future for you. So His favor is the manifestation of God's love in our life. 
Number three, the favor of God is preferential treatment. Preferential treatment. Amen? Listen, I have begun to just walk around everywhere I go expecting preferential treatment. Now, I don't go to the restaurant where there's a big line and slam my fist down on the hostess podium and say, I'm a child of God plus a preacher. I'm expecting to have favor here with you. See, don't do weird stuff like that. Amen? But just inside you. Maybe under your breath, you're going to see where, right? Big lines, long lines, people saying no, whatever. But see, God will manifest His favor in your life where, he, where somebody's saying no, 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 no. They'll get to you and they'll say yes. They'll say things like, you know, I don't understand this, but. So you just quietly go praise God. That's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. In my life. Amen? You don't go around demanding it, but you go around believing for it. Expecting it. Amen. The favor of God, hallelujah, means advantage. Or to be in an advantaged position. The favor of God in every situation is going to put you on the high ground. (laughs) Amen? It doesn't make you superior to others, but you have a superior position. In every circumstance, the position you're in is I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So these are some things that will give you an idea of what the favor of God is. Now, as you see on the handout, uh, praise God, favor with God is not earned. We don't earn this. Don't try to earn it. And listen, don't disqualify yourself from the favor of God because you don't feel like you have earned that. We don't earn the favor of God. Favor could be replaced with a word God calls grace. Grace. Grace, by definition, is God's unmerited, unearned favor. That's how our sins get washed away. We don't don't through penance see they got it wrong. We don't through penance, we don't through good works, we don't through uh, taking vows of any kind. That is not how we earn favor with God. That's not how we earn salvation with God. There is no earning salvation. It is a free gift. Therefore, God's favor is a free gift. Really, we wouldn't be saved if it wasn't for the favor of God. Amen? So we've got to really renew our minds Uh, to who we are in Christ. Otherwise, we will disqualify ourselves from profuse, from the free favors of God, profusely abounding in our life. Because Satan will help us, convince us that we're not qualified. Amen? Look at Ephesians. It's on the handout. Ephesians 6.24 in the Amplified says, Grace, God's undeserved favor, will be with all who what? Love our Lord Jesus Christ with undying and incorruptible uh, uh, love. Amen, so be it. So listen, does that qualify you? Only you could answer that. But I can tell you what, for me, I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I love Him. Amen. With an undying, incorruptible love. A love that He gave me. Amen. I love Him and therefore God's undeserved favor is with me. It's for me. It's on me. Amen? 
Go over to Genesis chapter 12. So again, we're talking about something important you need to know about the favor of God, and that is it has nothing to do with earning it. It is a gift freely given. Praise God for that. So you see here at the bottom of my page, favor is not a reward. Oh yeah, I know God bless them just because you know I know how much He prays and how much they study and how faithful they are to God. Listen, every one of us have the favor of God on our life. Every one of us have the favor of God on our life. Because favor is not a reward, it is a covenant promise. Amen? So in Genesis chapter 12 and uh, verse number 1, again I'm reading from my Amplified. It says, Now in Haran the Lord said to Abram, Go for yourself, notice this, for your own advantage, away from your country and from your relatives and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a what? A great nation. And I like this. I will bless you with an abundant increase of favors. <laughs> Amen. So you can see here that the blessing and favor are one and the same. The blessing and favor go together. We know, I've taught you, right? What does it mean to be blessed? It means to be empowered by God to prosper and to succeed. That's what the blessing is. How many of us are blessed? If you name the name of Jesus, if you're born again, the blessing that was on Abraham belongs to you. According to Galatians chapter 3. The blessing, the very same blessing, the very same, let me say it this way, empowerment to prosper and to succeed that was on Abraham is on you. Now, God spoke this to Abraham in chapter 12. Look at chapter 13. We're talking about one chapter later. I don't know how long that was, but one chapter later. Uh, praise God. It says in verse 2, Now, Abram was extremely rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Look at what that blessing, that abundant increase of favors did for Abraham it produced for him threefold wealth. So if cattle's down, maybe silver's up. If silver's down, maybe cattle's up. Maybe silver and cattle are down, gold is up. He had threefold wealth. Listen, it just took one chapter. Come on, it just took one chapter for the blessing and the favor of God to make Abraham extremely rich. Let me ask you something. How many chapters is it going to take you? <laughs> How many chapters of your life? Is it going to take before you and I get this figured out? But I wanted you to see here that there's a covenant in, ch in chapter 12 being made. God says to Abraham basically this. What's Abraham's side? We went over this in Mentoring Thursday night. Abraham's side was basically this. Go where I tell you to go. That was, that was Abraham's part. Go where I tell you to go. Number two, believe me. Have faith in me. Trust me. You do those two things. And he said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to empower you to prosper. I'm going to give you an abundant increase of favors from heaven. I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to curse those who curse you. I'm going to make your name distinguished. That's right there in that amplified translation. Amen. So that was God's part. Well, our part, what's our part? We need to go where God tells us to go. We need to do what God tells us to do. We need to obey Him. And then we need to trust Him. 
And if we'll just simply do that, the very same empowerment that was on Abraham will show up in our life too. Praise God. So that's an important thing for you and I to know. Amen. Praise God. The second thing I want you to know uh, is that favor is not automatic. See, this, I began to get a realization of this. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I just read a scripture. I don't know if I heard a sermon. I don't know what it was. But I started thinking about some things and thinking, you know what? I know of others in the body of Christ who God is just favoring them. I mean, they're just favored. There's just these wonderful things. And I have a lot of wonderful things that God's doing. But I need the favor of God to show up here and show up there. And I, you know what I found out? Favor's not automatic. Favor's not automatic. Nothing that comes from God is automatic. It might be free. Grace, freely given. Healing, freely given. Forgiveness of sin, freely given. But it's not automatic. Everything that comes from God, and I do mean everything, must be appropriated. It must be walked in. God has given it. God has made it available. I don't care what you want to talk about. Financial prosperity, uh, divine protection, the ministry of the angels, being led by the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. It's, it's all been freely given. Every bit of it to every believer. People say, how come? Because it's not automatic. Number one, you have to know what's available. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to um, get this handout in your hand and speak to you along this line today. Because some of you may not have known. Uh, if I've preached a message on the favor of God in 18 years, it's probably been one or two. And I've preached thousands of sermons here. So I've got to assume that maybe you don't know that the favor of God is available like it is. So see, we want to know. We want to know. How many of you, that was the first you heard that God had said to the body of Christ through one of His ministers that the church has entered into an unprecedented time of favor? How many of you, that's the first time you heard that? So y'all heard that before? Okay, praise God, good for you. Or maybe you just didn't want to raise your hand, I don't know why. But anyway, praise God. <laughs> Amen. So we, we have to know. Number two, we can know, but then we have to, we have to believe. You, you need to leave here and, and do whatever you need to do. Praise God, like I'm doing on my own time, where you are stirred up and you are believing that the favor of God is on my life. And you walk around, you leave the house, or even in the house, you are expecting. You are expecting. Come on, you are expecting. Praise God. For the favor of God to do its work and to manifest yourself, itself in your life. Another thing you need to know about, uh, well, these are things basically about how you could activate the favor of God. Number one, you need to know something about it. Number two, you need to expect it, have faith in it, confess it, decree it. But number three, when favor shows up, be grateful. Be grateful. Show gratitude. Amen? Even in the presence of the one, they're like, man, I don't know. How did that even happen? You need to say, God did that. That's the favor of God. That's the goodness of God on my life. Don't you dare say, yeah, I'm so smart. I'm, so, I'm pretty fancy, aren't I? I'm pretty sly. No, don't take any credit for it. Give God all the glory. Come on, give Him all the glory. Hallelujah. Give Him all the glory. I was listening to Jerry Savelle. He's kind of an authority on this subject, uh, teaching on this. And, 
he, uh, he, his ministry headquarters there in the Fort Worth area, he said, um, across the road there was 102 undeveloped acres. And it had been in and out of the hands of different developers and investors and contractors for four or five years. And they couldn't make it go. They'd go belly up. Uh, they'd, uh, they'd start something. They couldn't finish it. They couldn't get through the zoning. Something just happened with them. One day in prayer, God said, you know that land, that 102 acres out there? He said, if you'll be patient, I'm going to work a work. I'm going to favor you. And you can have all of that 102 acres you want. And I'm going to give you favor and you will decide how much you pay for it. Well, not long after that, someone else bought it. And he said, Father, what's going on here? And God said, I told you, if you be patient. If you be patient. He goes, okay, I got it. And he just kept confessing and believing the favor of God over that situation. Well, sure enough, not long after that, uh, that that purchaser, that investor, uh, failed, went belly up, and it went back to the bank. Well, the bank called up. Brother Jerry, and said, you know, I know this land is near you. A lot of people have had it. They can't make it go. We wondered if you'd be interested in it. We, it's in foreclosure with us, and we've got to get this off our books. And he said, you know, it's worth about $2 million. Well, I'm going to back that off. I don't want to exaggerate. Let's just say a million two, something like that. Okay, and, uh, But it was definitely, in my recollection, over a million. And, uh, and so through his attorney, he said, well, okay, I'll pray about it. And so uh, he came back, Jerry Seville came back through his attorney and said, all right. Uh, and he said, remember what I told you? The Lord said, remember what I told you? You can have as much of that land. He said, well, I want all 102. I want it all. See, you know, I like the people who think big. He didn't say, well, I'll take three acres. Come on, when God says, I'll give you, you can have as much of it as you want. Get it all. So he said, I want it all. He wants it all. He wants a clean title. He wants the mineral rights. And he'll give you 200000 for it. He said to his attorney, God told me he would let me decide how much I want to pay for it. And I want to pay 200000 and you can imagine the reaction of the representative of the bank. And he said, well, this is a joke. This is a joke, but I'll, I'll pass it on. And the attorney said, yeah, he wants to know by the end of the day. Well, by the end of the day, they called back and they said all of that. He said, okay, you got it. I don't understand. We don't understand how this happened. But he got 102 acres. Come on. The mineral rights, a clean title. And $200,000. They've got gas wells on it now. They've been getting royalties on it for years. The city wanted to put a major thoroughfare right through the middle, which he let them do because now he's got frontage all the way through. I mean, it's been a cash cow for their ministry. See, the favor of God. Praise God. (laughs) But when the banker called him back and said, How? How did you? People, other contractors would come say, how did you get that land? He didn't say, I'm I'm skillful businessman. He didn't say, I'm really smart. He didn't say, I have a special connection with the banker. He said, God did it. Uh 
said the favor of God. Oh, he said, no, come on. And he said, no, God did it. See, you're going to have to be grateful and be sure you give God all the glory. Amen. All right, praise God. We're going to do this quick. Let's finish this morning. And let me just highlight 10 things, 10 things that the favor of God will do. And this is primarily why I got this handout to you. I want you to leave and just put this in, put, keep this with you, if you will, and use it as a tool. Here's 10 things from the Bible that the favor of God can and will do for us if we'll make a demand on the favor of God. Number one, it will bring supernatural increase and promotion. Supernatural, it'll bring you promotion and increase that you could not do. Man could not do it. It was God that did it. It was God that got you that job, God that got you that opportunity, God that got you in that door. Come on. Joseph literally went from the prison. He did, in a day, he went from literally rags to riches. But really, everywhere he went, in his time in Potiphar's house, it said the favor of God was on his life. And Potiphar put everything of his household into his hand because he recognized the blessing and the favor of God on his life. Come on. When he was uh, in prison. See, the favor of God's not going to shield you from tests and trials. He got lied on. Wrong things happened. Now he's in prison. But see, people begin to recognize there's something on this guy. It's called the favor of God, the blessing of God. And wherever he was, he rose to the top. And he was running that prison because the favor of, amen, and the king, the Pharaoh heard about it, and you know the story, and boom, he's promoted to second in command. Nobody higher than him in that nation except for Pharaoh himself. That is the favor of God. That is supernatural promotion and increase. Number two, and I really like this one. The favor of God will restore everything the enemy has stolen. The children of Israel spent 430 years in Egyptian bondage. But when Moses showed up, God told them, he said, I'm, that's Exodus 3, 21, that maybe they could put it up there, that he said, I'm going to give you favor with the Egyptians and you will not leave this land empty handed. Praise God. In uh, Exodus 12, verse 36, I believe, Exodus 12, verse 36, we see that on that last night of judgment, yeah, notice it says, I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. You know what happened on that, on that night, right? That, the night of that 10th plague. They all went out and knocked on doors. So it's like going into the Highlands edition and knocking on the door saying, you have a Rolex? And they say, I, yes, we have, my wife and I have one. Could I have it? And they go, okay. (laughs) Literally, read it. This is what they did. They knocked on doors and they they said, ooh, that's a pretty gold necklace. Could I have it? And they go, (laughs) there was an, who does that? There was an influence. And it says in uh, Exodus 12, 36, that the Israelites spoiled the Egyptians. I think the message translation says picked them clean. Now, is that fair? You bet it's fair. What that is? 430 years of back pay. That's what that is. What was stolen from them because 
of the mistreatment of the Egyptians on God's people. It was fair. They plundered them. They did not leave empty-handed. Praise God. The favor of God. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Woo, praise God. It will restore to us things the enemy has stolen. Number three, honor uh, in the midst of your adversaries. That's what the favor of God will do. Praise God. God has set a table in the presence of our enemies for His people. Praise God. Number four, uh, the favor of God will produce an increase in assets. Do you like that? An increase in assets, especially in the area of land and real estate. <laughs> Come on. All through the Old Testament, God said to the children of Israel, I'm going to bring you into a good land, a land that flows with milk and honey, and I'm going to give you cities you did not build. You're going to dwell in houses you did not build. Come on, you're going to sit in plush furniture that you did not buy. And it came to pass. God told Abraham as part of that covenant, every place that the sole of your foot does tread, I've given it to you. Well, what is it? Land, land, land. You know the devil hates it when God's people own land. Amen. Praise God. My wife and I, as the Lord in it, man, we're coming in. To, we're going to come in. We're going to get every piece of ground we can. Because they're land. They're, you know, they're not making any more land. They're printing money, but they're not making any more land. <laughs> well, the favor of God's on my life. We got our place. We got our eye on a place. I'm not going to say too much about it. We got our eye on a place. And in the natural, the owners would never, ever give up that piece of ground. Isn't that right, sweetie? They're going to. Hallelujah. And the favor of God's going to make it happen. Look at this verse in Deuteronomy from the handout, 33:23, as uh, they're dividing up the land among the tribes. And of Nephtali, he said, "O Nephtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord, notice this, possess the west and the south. Come on, amen. Look at Joshua on the next page, Joshua 24. Verse 13 says, I have given you a land which you did not labor and cities which you did not build and you will dwell in them and you will eat of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant. That's what the favor of God will do. Number five, you'll have great victories in the, in the face of impossible odds. In Psalm 41 verse 11, David said, here's how I know, Father, that you, had, you have favored me that my enemies do not triumph over me. See, we have enemies, but they won't triumph over us. Why? Because Jehovah God, our Father God, has winked on us, and we have the favor of God on us. And though you might come against me, you're not going to prevail against me. And that's how we know the favor of God's on our life. I don't know what happened with the copy-paste there, but that, that Scripture's just partial. All right, number six. Uh, the favor of God will produce recognition even when you're the least likely to receive it. You see, David was out with the sheep. Dad didn't even think him worthy enough to come and to stand to, for the one that, you know, Samuel said, you got a king among your sons. I would have brought all my sons. But he thought David was so unqualified, so far removed, that I'll bring all the other boys and leave my, leave my sheep with him. He was the least likely.
to be anointed and elevated and promoted. And yet, the favor of God on his life, praise God, brought him that recognition. We talked about preferential treatment. Amen. The favor of God will produce preferential treatment. Amen. Praise God. If anybody gets upgraded on a flight, I'm going to be. They got an unused first class seat, I'll take it. Of course, I've just been buying them recently. Praise God, and that's fine. Because the favor of God's on my life for money. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you go read Deuteronomy 28, you could, just, you could just see it. He said, I'll make you the head. I'll make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you above and not beneath. Isn't that right? That's preferential treatment. That's going to produce that. Amen. All right, number eight. Petitions, requests will be granted even by ungodly civil authorities. You know, this is especially important for ministries. I remember Dr. Dufresne, uh, they were going in and they had their building, but they had put a lot of money in a building that wasn't technically zoned for a church because it was in an industrial area. And so they had a big board meeting and all the city councilmen and everybody in the natural said, this thing's, this thing's not going to go your way, this vote, to rezone your property to allow you to have this church in this location. And they put all this money, he told the church. And he said, okay, congregation, I invite you, come to the city council meeting. Don't bring any signs with you. Don't make a fuss, but just sit there and quietly, under your breath, pray in the Holy Ghost. Believe God for favor, God to move on these city councilmen. Well, they took the first vote, and they lost the vote by one vote. They lost it. And of course, under you could feel the pressure in the congregation members. What happened? Pastor Ed said this was our church. Well, so he just said, hold your peace. Hang out there a minute. And then all of a sudden, the court recorder, the court reporter, you know, the transcriber, that you got to have a transcript of all that was... She said, oh, my machine, my machine didn't get that vote. My machine didn't get it. We're going to have to take that vote again. And in the second vote, somebody changed their mind and they got the, they got the zoning by one vote. See, that's a petition granted by ungodly civil authorities. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Father. I like this. Number nine. The favor of God will cause policies, rules, and regulations to be changed, suspended, or reversed on your behalf. You really need something? Well, we have a policy. You know, uh, our return policy is this. But. Favor God. Amen. You know, normally we don't even look at people who don't have a college degree. That's their policy. But. Come on. Hallelujah. Policies, rules, regulations will be changed, suspended, or reversed on your behalf. Amen. And then number 10. Uh, praise God, you will have battles won that you do not even have to fight in. Praise God. Psalm 44, verse 2 and 3 says, God, you drove out the nations with your hand, and it was your power that gave Israel a home by rooting out the heathen peoples. But Israel, you spread out. Uh, for they got not the land of Canaan in possession by their own sword, Neither did they get did their own arm save them, but your right hand and the arm of your and the light of your countenance did it. Why? Because you were favorable toward and did delight in them. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Woo, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. And a season of unprecedented favor. Let's flow with it. Right? Let's move in it. Go ahead and stand up on your feet this morning.